it's raining, gee. We have 10 days, people. 10 days to change the world, change America, or lose America, depending on how active and real people are in the United States right now to get done what we need to get done to stop this progressive communist Fabian socialist movement from destroying the country that has been the beacon of light and freedom since its inception and since it's, it won its revolution. I, for one, have done, I think, everything I can possibly do. Um, what I didn't mention last time, I, I don't believe, is that I'm no longer running for president because you still, in our country, have to have uh, a lot of money and a lot of connections to even be considered electable. If you're not uh, a TV personality or haven't written 10 books that made the top sellers, um, the New York Times bestsellers, or you haven't been a, a, uh, a media candidate or a media representative uh, of Congress or whatever, you are just not considered someone who could possibly have the uh, the strength of the the intuition, the power, the experience, the um, the leadership, the governing know-how to be president. So it's uh, yeah, you know, I announced when nobody was stepping up to the plate. Now the whole world wants to be president. Um, going to have quite a mess to take over when they do, but. Uh, you know, somebody will. People are looking at Governor Christie from New Jersey right now because, I mean, the main reason is because he won't back down from unions and, uh, and has a fiscal responsible head, um, as far as New Jersey goes. Will he know what to do with international affairs? Probably not. He really just wants to take care of New Jersey. But we're at the point, I think, where we've just seen so much corruption and and greed in our Congress that we'll we'll take everybody out of there that we can, and then hope that somebody is strong enough and and aware enough to step up to the plate and and take back the rest. Now, I've had other podcasts, and and uh, again, you can go to podomatic.com or earthwalk-usa.com and. Click on the podcasts and go down to 130 of them, 140 of them, um, all the way back to almost two years ago, when actually over two years ago, when I when I was um, starting to try to let people know about who Barack Obama was. Um, I had uh, Obama crimes actually I had before um, Philip Berg did, uh, and and talked a lot about. Obama and the Pelosi Reed Congress. <clears throat> now, if we can get rid of Pelosi and Reed, who who uh, were the main instigators behind taking over Congress in 2004, when everybody got mad that George Bush won again, George W. won again, um, their main focus then was to make sure that they had a progressive communist congress and of course the American people trusting as they are and asleep as they were um, just kind of don't pay too much attention to the congressional elections and they they um, 
often just vote party or the lesser of two evils and people have to remember that when you vote for the lesser of two evils that you have <laughs> inevitably allowed yourself to vote for evil one way or the other one is less I mean that's like being half pregnant you're either pregnant or you're not so you can't really be a lesser evil and we see some races going on right now where people have actually on a ballot in Nevada you can say none of the above um, however this year I would say if you've got some problems because you think somebody uh, uh, doesn't look right or used to pretend they they or thought that they want to just see what witches were about when they were in high school or whatever they did when they were 18 and 20 or 22 years old think back to what you did when you were 18 20 22 I mean I was 18 out of high school I joined the Marines some people think that's ridiculous and of course it wasn't but in the Marine Corps we did weird things because you are still growing into who you are and and you will as a human being if you are going to live a full life here you'll you'll look at all kinds of things in the world nobody cares that Obama when he was in college took cocaine and and admitted it and sat around you know taking cocaine and smoking cigarettes and all that and well that was still cool but to look into witchcraft if you're a female of course you will because you're tied to the earth and there there's all these things out there about being a Wiccan, you know, uh, in the Wiccan groups, and do you have the magic and all that stuff? I didn't do that, but I know people who did, and they're not witches, and they're not weird. You have to look at how they um, they look at the rest of the world. <laughs> do they have conservative values? Now, that doesn't mean Republican values. That means conservative values. Are they the kind that... Um, that see the world as, first of all, I think that there's a, um, a, a, what would it be called? A moderate conservative, but that doesn't mean a leftist at all. And not a true tip of the right wing conservative, um, that, that focuses on all these social issues that come out of some fanatical headset that, that comes from judgment and all that. I don't believe in, in, in conservatives being the ones who say, okay, uh, uh, the gay marriage thing, and do that, don't ask, don't tell, that they're the ones who should be out there saying, oh, well, you know, it's wrong for people of the same sex to marry. Well, that's not up to you to decide. That's up to them and God. And it's not up for the federal government. That's what's important. The federal government is supposed to be limited. <clears throat> in its powers and in its access this is a state issue it's a state issue and it, if it's going to be <clears throat> anything that involves law and as far as the moral issue goes mind your own business who cares you know it's just like the person who um, smokes cigarettes now let's say that you know that's outlawed in so many places what are you going to do? You're going to go searching for the one who sneaks behind the building and takes and smokes a cigarette and decide that regardless of all the good they do for the world and for you, that they're no good in whose eyes? Yours and God's and Congress's and the world's or whatever because they did that? Yes, they're addicted to cigarettes. Guess who else is, you know? But <clears throat> you have no right to judge that. 
Now, if they're breaking the law against humanity and that bothers you, or they smoke that cigarette in front of you in a building they're not supposed to, you can complain about that and turn them in or do what you want lawfully. But don't go destroy them morally because they, they did that. That's, you know, forget that. If they steal from you, they hurt you, they break the Ten Commandments in some way where they have killed or stolen and lied and, and, uh, coveted and all those kinds of things. Okay, you've got some laws to, to go on. The point is, is that we are a country that's run by a rule of law and it began with the Ten Commandments and and evolved into the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, from the Declaration of Independence, which Obama has decided to rewrite and take the Creator out of, where he's we are only endowed with inalienable rights now. We're not endowed by anybody but him and Congress and, and um, the Presidency. Um, that'll change real soon. But these, these right and left wing uh, agendas, uh, now the left wing would say they have to have that wing because they're the oppressed. Well, everybody's oppressed one way or another. Or not, depending on how you look at it. You know, is it oppressive if you are um, the gay community to not be able to get married in public. Uh, you know, we used to go after all the gay people in, in the Marines, and boot camp especially, get them thrown out. Um, and it was a, 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 a mob attack, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. As I got older, I realized, you know, why did we do that? It's, it's because we have this idea that if you know you're part of a group that believes in one thing at least a little that you then are believing in what the whole group believes in which that doesn't make too much sense probably but but we used to do those things because we were young now they want to get married then they want to do it um in front of their friends let them who cares who cares how is that hurting you if you're not gay um or a lesbian. How does two people who invite, you know, 300 friends to come to a wedding at their house or at the at the country club that they've been members of for years, how does that hurt you? Well, you should think about it. Well, because it's an abomination in the Bible. It's not hurting you. And you that's an interpretation of the Bible anyway, but it's not hurting you. So let it be between them and God. Nothing wrong with that. You know what you should be concerned about with that? Is it two people who love each other? Then let it be. Because that's two people who aren't hating right now. And all the only one who is, is you. Now you take you out of there because you mind your own business and don't worry about it because it's not hurting you. Now you have three people who aren't hating. And that's what makes the world better. Not everybody hating everybody else for being different or being what they don't think they should be. So anyway, the do, don't ask, don't tell has been up and down, up and down, up and down all week. And Obama swears he's going to make sure it goes through. Well, we when you have military troops in war, at war, in countries that certainly do not accept homosexuality, um, you have to be very careful about what laws you change, what, you know, and those are really governed under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. I don't know why they're, they're making a law through, um, 
the federal government. But anyway, you have to be very careful because it does endanger people. Now, there's an easy compromise, you know. Okay, from now on, people who sign up or register or, or get recruited for the military in the United States um, can be gay, let's say. They can admit it or not doesn't matter. At least they won't have people on their tails trying to find out if they are or accusing them of being when they're not, which happened a lot when I was in service. If they couldn't find some other reason to demote or get rid of somebody, they they would accuse them of being gay and, and try to find someone to back that up. <clears throat> and that happens for every law that we have. Um, but from now on, you know, people who, who uh, join the Marines or the Army, if they're gay, they're gay. And they can say, yes, I am, and nobody's going to do anything to them. But they should not be in combat. They should take all of the um, other jobs and not go overseas in combat. And the, the reason for that is, if you think about the way wars have been handled for thousands and millions of years, um, there's always torture. There's always some kind of of power thing between enemies so if you are captured um, yes now if you're captured they can say well we know where your wife and your children are and if you don't tell us this and that and the other we will go get them well probably in our United States that's true now but if you think about the way wars are handled when John McCain was a prisoner of war and I have to use him because you know his name um, they threatened him with everything but they couldn't threaten his family because he knew very well they couldn't come to the United States and, and slit his wife's throat or anything like that. So they could threaten all kinds of things, but they couldn't threaten his family. So he could, and he was able to, withstand getting just about every bone in his body broken um, through all the beatings and everything for many years as a POW and came out of it alive. Now, if, if somebody, some Taliban person knows that, you know, you and Joe... Uh, or you and Dave have been lovers over in Afghanistan, and they they pick up Dave. Um, they're going to threaten the other guy. They're going to threaten you with the other guy. You say we know your lovers, and we're going to go slit his neck unless you tell us such and such. Um, now, when you have, if you're if you truly love that person, you may very well protect them by giving the enemy the information. And that's the only, that's the main reason that the military doesn't allow or try to allow um, gay couples. You didn't used to have men and women, wives and uh, husbands and wives, go into combat. I, I don't know if I agree with women in combat now. I think it's one of those stupid now things, like go break down the glass ceiling so you can go get killed too. That wasn't women's role, and, and I, uh, you know, I'm a former Marine, always a Marine, but... Uh, it wasn't, in any kind of society, it wasn't women who went to war. Men cause wars and go fight them. The same way you'll see animals. You see the males fighting territorial wars all the time while the females are out making sure that they're hunting and gathering and and um, bringing up their kids and uh, taking care of the important business of life. Um, so you didn't have women in combat. Now, the feminists from the 60s would say that, you know, the Amazons were the female warriors. Well, they were all female, and if they really ex existed, and um, uh, some of them had to be warriors. So, 
Okay, they took up their territorial wars. I can bet you that not all of them were, because in any society or group, you have those that, you know, you go to a meeting, you go to one of your groups, you go to one of your um, associations or even the golf club or whatever, you'll see some that are aggressive about taking leadership roles, some that are very aggressive about being the behind-the-scenes people. Um, in your own household, you'll see people that automatically clean the table where others will automatically mow the lawn or paint or you know, do <laughs> not because they've been trained or told to, but you'll see that people have these natural tendencies. So, uh, should women be in combat? I'm not so sure I agree with it. And if you look at now, at the National Organization of Women, how they don't support women in general, they are leftist progressives. And the left believes that they are the non, the anti-war people and, and the, uh, the, uh, the people who are not, um, discriminatory or racist look at their history and this doesn't come from anything on the internet or television just go read the history and learn it it's progressives who are the most racist who started most of the wars who end up using their constituency to do their dirty work and then they reap the rewards of it and say no we take care of the people uh, anyway, that's all going on now. We have 10 days left in the United States to to hopefully change Congress enough to stop this runaway train of baloney and BS and actual tr treason, which will help the whole world. So those of you who are listening <clears throat> in many other countries, <clears throat> you might have loved Barack Obama because you don't like the exceptionalism of America. Um, that's your problem and that's your your whatever, but you, you, you know, to me, at, at this point, if you haven't seen what this Congress and Obama have tried to do uh, under Soros and the Apollo Alliance and the Tides Foundation and the Joyce Foundation and Gamal Malil and all those, all those organizations that believe that America should be a third world country, if you haven't seen what they've done and how it's affected your country, you haven't done your homework. Not at all. I mean, there's treasonous things that have gone on, and, and many people who are going to lose their jobs in 10 days should probably be uh, on trial within a, a few weeks after that, and they should be in jail for the rest of their lives. This whole financial crisis across the world um, was contrived. It was planned. Okay, within our country, if you look at Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and its history, how even George W. Bush, who many hated, uh, tried 23 times, 23 times through a Democratic Congress to put regulations on those runaway um, programs, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and was shot down 23 times by people like Barney Frank, who hopefully is in big trouble in his district, and Chris Dodd, who decided to resign because, of course, we don't want to uh, go to jail for what they're going to find out. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, who knew about the whole thing, and Harry Reid, who hopefully is out of there. But anyway, <clears throat> they knew what was going on with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. They knew. Uh, Franklin Raines, who was in the head of Fannie Mae, actually took $90 million out of it when it collapsed. He took $90 million, though. 
And they knew that when the housing market in the United States collapsed, um, that it would affect the financial markets all across the world. So, so if you're in another country and a citizen of that country, these are the people you should be angry at. George Bush did overspend, but understand that he overspent because, part of the reason, because we went to war. Those are always expensive. Number two, uh, when he would try to give funding for the Defense Department or our military troops, the Progressive Congress would force him into doing all kinds of, of pork and earmarks on those bills, which would raise the cost of going to war. And he was also um, not very good economically. He did do tax cuts for the rich, um, which that's what everybody calls them. But if you look at the Bush tax cuts that, are, that Congress is trying to destroy um, and Obama wants to destroy, they those top two or three or four percent really it's actually a bigger percentage than what they're saying because during the bush years net worth went up doubled tripled quadrupled so if we had 100 millionaires you know in the year 2000 by the year 2008 we had 10,000 millionaires so yeah people were getting richer and the rich were getting richer but if you were somebody who never thought you could be a millionaire and all of a sudden you were because of uh, the opportunities here, you know, it's actually much bigger than that. There's more than 100 millionaires, but um, the net worth of people did rise. So his tax cuts were important. Now, if they get rid of those tax cuts, it, does it just affect, you know, 100 people? No, because everything grew. And, and now we have fewer millionaires, actually, because of what he's done. But, um, but they pay up to 70% of all the taxes in the United States. All the people who don't work don't pay taxes, whether they're retired or just the lazy jerks who are on welfare and want the handouts. And yes, you are lazy, and you are probably stupid. And you can come at me for whatever you want for that. You're just too dumb and lazy to do anything except sit around and hope for a handout. And if that's who you are, stay out of my life. Because... I know what you are then, and I know what you want from from life, and what a slap in God's face. You know, God created people to be special. Each one of us has a fingerprint that is different. Just like his fingerprints are on our lives and our world, our fingerprints are everywhere. What are you leaving behind with yours? You who refuse to work and want the handouts like in Greece. Oh my God. Don't retire until 62. I heard somebody say on the news, well, my father and grandfather fought for this. No, they didn't. They fought World War II. They didn't fight for you for your retirement age. And it's the unions. You know, unions used to be a good thing when back in the old days, way back in the before the 20s, when unions started growing. Um, they were... They were protective of children's rights, of women's rights, because it was women who were in the factories. It was women who were in the sweat, the, the, uh, the, uh, we call them, uh, whatever, <laughs> that sweated in, in the, in these, um, uh, making clothes or, or spinning yarn and all the fires in New York. Um, it was women who were in there, so you, and, and you know, making cars, a lot of men in the in the car factories, because we actually used to manufacture cars in the United States. And um, 
and they would get hurt or they would have or they'd over, get overworked and they wouldn't get a proper wage they couldn't do anything um remember Norma Ray, the movie with Sally Field and she stands up and say union and it's a big it was a big deal to even think about you want to join some group who's now going to be in charge of how you deal with your work well in many cases um, uh, it did protect people but um, then of course it got co-opted and the union bosses are the ones who made the money and they became the lobbyists and tried to change this and that and the other in in, uh, in Washington and then became more powerful than those in Washington because they were handling the workers of the United States and of course that was a huge lobby and we had the a you know the the American Federation of of state and county employees um, who have given whatever it is 185 million dollars to the elections for the Democrats because they think Democrats are the ones who take care of them, or that's what their union bosses say. Well, that's your money coming out of your check because you are forced to pay dues to be part of the union. And then um, because you're a federal or state or county employee, it's our money because our taxes pay for your salaries. Now, they talk about being fair and and uh, balanced with everyone and all this and, and social justice. I think if I'm not a Democrat and I don't like unions or I'm an entrepreneur, or I'm self-employed, um, or I've take, I've got my own business and I take care of my employees, you know, better than any union could, uh, or I'm not ever, or I never worked, but, or I only work part time and I still have these, this money for taxes coming out of my paycheck, that I would destroy the unions. <laughs> I would go after the union bosses because who are they to take all of my money to go towards whoever they decide should be in power and that those people in power should do what they're supposed to do with the rest of us. Why did we allow that to happen? And why are we still allowing it to happen? We just had this big thing with National Public Radio, which is part of the public broadcasting system, which is part of, you know, the, the larger broadcasting system. And everybody says, oh, they don't take money from the government. Well, okay, they funnel money, they launder money through multiple organizations that comes out of our taxes. So why are they only going for Democrats or progressives or communists? Did we all say they could do that with our money? Um, and then, of course, you hear the stupid people, the dumb ones, the real idiots. I don't know where they get this idea. I actually heard this guy arguing on the radio with somebody saying, yeah, but Fox News takes, you know, government money. Why? How do you say that? Well, because GM is now government motors, so if you promote GM cars, then you're taking government money. Would you give me a break? Most stations in the United States of any kind that aren't public broadcasting stations are commercial. That means you see commercials. They sell commercials to companies. And they can pick and choose which companies, but it's really fascinating. I mean, they'll, the Super Bowl comes on, you know, uh, in January, and the, the commercials are $200 million or whatever to go on for 30 seconds. That's how people make money. Well, that's the free market system, and if you're going to pay that kind of money for a commercial and that's what you want to do, it's up to you. But to say that, uh, that, this, that commercial stations are the same as public broadcasting where they, they get money from all kinds of places that are not... Uh, regulated and don't have to uh, don't have to expose their donors all the time 
and they launder the money through multiple arms of their group, and they do come out of people's paychecks, and they do get money from the government. Um, it's just way different, but this is how this is how dumb some Americans are becoming. Uh, you know, if GM is now government motors, so if you if you have a commercial on about GM, then you then you're part of that whole group that gets money from the government. My God, uh, it's almost embarrassing. It's almost embarrassing. Anyway, we we have ten days. A lot of fraud going on. A lot of early voting fraud and and. Um, but my feel, but it's being found because of the early voting. So I, I actually told people to get out and vote early, and, and they said, "Oh, that's how fraud starts. So you should wait until the last minute." Mm, you know, uh, the Democrats have everybody out, and they're using illegal uh, aliens to get the vote out, and they have found fraud in more than seven states um, that we know of so far. Bogus registrations, you know, out of thirty thousand, sixty-five percent were illegal in one place. Um, 6,000 bogus registrations in Colorado, uh, Arizona, Missouri, Illinois, you name it. And people, you know, double double registering, dead people registering again, the whole 10 yards. Do we hear anybody really yelling about it? Do we see it on the media? No. No. Um, so... Does that make you suspect of the Republicans who know that this is going on and aren't saying anything? It should. <laughs> it really should. Um, and we will hold them responsible. Now, there's places you can go if you are unaware of who you're voting for or whatever. Uh, you can go on a site. Well, there's a couple of them. One of them is the Conservative Voter Guide. It's actually... Uh, you know, do your www stuff and your AFA action, afaaction.net. Whether you agree with them or not, they're they're uh, the legislative arm of the American Family Association. Doesn't matter if you agree with them. They have a a, a tool, a, web, a website that's a very good tool. It has all the states on it. You can choose a state like uh, uh, Idaho. Okay, a lot of people don't talk about Idaho these days. Um, and they have all of the the representatives from the House and the Senate, and what they voted on. There's not all; it's like two. Okay, <laughs> um, but you can see which which bills they voted on and how they voted. For instance, um, the American competes federal education stuff that, to control student stuff. Well, you got your Republican voting it down, and your Democrat voting for it. That's to take control of education. You, if you are somebody who at least wants to look at how people in your party have voted and when and for what and what those bills were so that you're educated enough in 10 days to make a choice and not just vote party, because those parties really don't exist anymore anyway, then you should go to that site. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> then there's Sarah Palin's thing, Take Back the 20, 20 House Democrats from districts that carried in 2008 and voted for the health care bill. You can go on that one. That's just takebackthe20.com. That'll help you um, to get started anyway. Uh, I think those are the, the main two to look at. Then we have one other thing that, to worry about that's going on in this country while all of our elections are happening, and that's this creeping Sharia law that is starting to overtake many 
places in the United States, not, not the United States yet, because we're not at a higher percentage, like it has in many countries in Europe who are now trying to fight it. Well, you got to fight it before it overtakes you. Um, this whole thing with NPR about Islam uh, and uh, Muslims um, brings this back up to the surface in another way, but it's coming here. I mean, there's places in other... There's cafe in the UK. This woman has to take down her... or take out her fan from her cafe because... Muslims living next door can smell the bacon. Now, which ones are those? The jihadists? Or just Muslims? Okay. And poor um, Juan Williams, he, he says when he gets on a plane, if he sees people in Muslim garb that are trying to prove and point out that they're Muslim, he gets nervous. Any American who's anywhere near New York City in 2001 in September should be nervous. Because you just don't know what's going on. So you want to be vigilant. I mean, it would have been better if he said, so I'm more vigilant than nervous. But he still would have gotten fired because they were after him anyway. And and were being run by Muslim groups. C-A-I-R, CARE. You have one of those organizations in one of your states, you better watch your back. And you better watch everything that's going on and how they're growing. You have giant mosques going up in Tennessee and New York. And there's a, there's a map and I don't have it right in front of me because I didn't know I was going to talk about it, but there is there is a map of all of the mosques in the United States. Tens of thousands. I think it's... Hello? I think it's uh, H-A-L-A-L-A-H-A-L-A-L maps. Anyway, it'll show you tens of thousands of mosques in the United States that have been built because we're so tolerant. Um, and like Reverend Wright's church in Chicago that was all black theology, which is kill Americans, <laughs> Jews, I'm sure the same kind of speeches are going on in those mosques, and we don't know about them. So does that mean you just hate everybody from Islam? No. Do you hate everybody who's black who went to a black church? No. But as an American, do you have a responsibility to be vigilant about people who are forming in groups to overtake our country or our country's constitution? Yes, you have a duty to do that. And that's really what November 2nd is about, your job, your responsibility. I've already heard people say, I'm not going to vote. Then you're not an American, and, and you really shouldn't be. Because you say you can't decide, you don't know who's better, and you don't like the way she says this and he says that. Look at their backgrounds, their records, their character. Um, and then do your duty and go vote. It's your duty. Freedom isn't free. You know, there was a, a, a Democratic representative from some state, I don't remember off the top of my head, who said last night uh, and during one of the debates that basically that fighting for your country and being a military person for 29 years was not public service. <clears throat> In service to your country for 29 years, writing a blank check on your life, saying, I will do whatever is necessary to keep freedom alive in America... And that's not service. That's not public service. And you don't get paid like the federal employees in the White House are getting paid. You don't get paid a lot to be a military person and go fight for your country. Um, if you stay in a long time, 25 years, you might get a pension. And if you get hurt badly and lose a couple legs, you might get disability. And I'm saying might, because I'll tell you, the Veterans Administration has been caught. 
many times that as much as this president said he was going to take care of veterans, I, I for one, as a veteran who had been fighting the bureaucracy for almost three years now, can tell you that's not true. Um, but anyway, they have served their country, and and if you and you need to serve back, go to the polls and go with your video camera. Go with your, you know, at least your phone that that does videos. Stay a while. Don't stay inside necessarily. Go 100 feet outside the poll. Not that you're electioneering like Michelle Obama did and got away with. She should have been fined and arrested for what she was doing. Well, on the other hand, you have people who wear a shirt that has a Gadsden pin on it, Gadsden flag pin. That's the don't tread on me pin. And they're not allowed to vote. You get somebody who's working backstage for one of Obama's uh, uh, fundraisers that we, the taxpayers all over the country, are paying for. As he runs around to 35 states in Air Force One. And he had a Bush, a George W. Bush shirt on, and he was fired. Um, you have all those things going on. So be careful of how you do your poll watching. But you can be a poll watcher. I tried to get somebody from Nevada. I said, Lay, you've got a, a whole handbook. Lay it out on the social networks. And I was told, no way, they're going to have a bunch of people that just hang. Well, you're going to have a bunch of people regardless, so give people some guidelines. Um, if you're going there to, to help, to serve, don't wear any clothing of any kind that is political. At this point, I'm not even sure if an American flag pin is considered political, but I would fight that one. Um, you cannot hover. You have to stay your distance from people who are voting. That's right of privacy. It's a private vote. It's not like the unions want you to do where you don't have privacy anymore. Um, you can't talk about candidates of any, you know, you can't electioneer inside of a polling place. You have to be 100 feet or more away in most places. But you can videotape whatever you want from outside. Who's going in? Who's going out? You can watch for... Um, people signing up twice. You can watch for people who don't have IDs. You can see people come in ten times. You can um, uh, see how the ballots are being taken care of. You can stay there till they close and see if somebody throws ballots into their trunk like they did in Minnesota. Because um, if, if you haven't done the stuff to become you know, the Secretary of State, which George Soros bought 20 of, or a precinct supervisor, which I suggested over a year ago, or maybe even longer. If you haven't done those things so that you have more control over your voting area, and then have not become a part of the, haven't been hired as a poll watcher, you still have a duty as an American citizen to spend some time and, um, and make sure that those who are voting are doing it correctly. Now you won't know about absentee ballots, those are Obviously not going to the military, but were hand-delivered to felons all across the country. We couldn't get them out to the military, though, those people who don't serve, um, who don't do public service. But we could get them to the felons who shouldn't even be allowed to vote anyway. They're out raping your daughters and killing your wives and your husbands and stealing from your businesses and burning them down. Um, ah, yeah, we got to make sure they have a say in who's governing. Anyway, uh, we have 10 days, people, to, to get America back. And the, I know the Democrats, what do you mean, it's our country too? Well, then why are you turning it over to the progressive communists? Why are you trying to make it into a third world entity? Why do you believe that, you know, 
the people who gave you your job so you had enough money to travel to all the the rallies or buy your clothes or whatever, why do you think that those people should be destroyed? Why do you in college, who and the colleges were built and the professors went through college and, and became professors and own homes in the areas that they teach in and drive cars just like you do um, and have cell phones like you have and all the things and the clothes on your back? Why do you think that happened? Because you live in a third world country or you live in a country that believes in the free market, which is capitalist. Capital is important. I am not a an, uh, an imperialist, but I do believe in the free market, and I and I'm grateful for what I have in my life. So you can say you want your country back. Well, they don't want you to have your country back. They want to use you so that the the um, the elitists can be in control and have you come begging on your knees. For $50 a month and a certain amount of food and certain clothes and you live in a high rise. This is all leading towards Agenda 21. Um, so anyway, do your homework. This is getting long. I have so much to do. Uh, it's like 5.30 in the morning. The birds are out and everything. But do your homework. We have 10 days. Do your job. Don't think that not voting is a way of, of protesting. Um, don't be afraid. When you get to a poll, if you see something going on, call your attorney general, call the secretary of state. If both of them are corrupt, call the assistant attorney general, um, call a lawyer to come to, and call the media. And then make sure that you are also the media. And get the word out. Because they're going to try to steal this. You see Pelosi saying they're only going to lose 5 to 15 seats. <laughs> There's over 95 seats in play. She says, oh, we're only going to lose 5 to 15 seats. And she will still be Speaker of the House. If that happens, we will know that fraud, massive fraud, has happened across the United States. And you all were part of it because you let it happen. If you weren't doing what you were supposed to do, if you're too busy watching football or playing Farmville on Facebook or whatever you're doing, because, you know, you give up. Well, you give up. At the end of the, the biggest battle of this war we're in, you give up now? If you're watching football, do you quit before the one-yard line? You say, no, I'm not going to run anymore. You know, <laughs> I mean, at least make it a game if you have to. You know, the game of life, freedom, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Make it a game if you have to. But know in your heart, this is no game. If we lose November 2nd, there's a very, very strong chance we have lost the Republic. Because given free reigns in the next two years, uh, there'll be nothing left for us to try to recoup. And then trying to undo it all after that, if we could, is will be almost impossible because of the dependency of people on the government. They won't feel that they can or want to start over like our ancestors did so we have 10 days <laughs> and it will affect the entire world so do your job go to earthwalk-usa.com uh, two books on there forget the cures book one and two for each sale of those books one dollar goes to the wounded warrior project which is a project that takes care of men and women now who are losing limbs in uh, 
Iraq, Afghanistan, and other parts of the world also. So we donate a dollar. We're very low on, on donations the last couple of months. And again, this is part of what's happening with the economies. People won't buy books, especially if they don't think that those books are pertaining to their lives. But these particular books are, because um, if you read them, uh, you may be able to save yourself a lot of health care dollars and save your children a lot of problems uh, for the future. And that's part of our job, too, as adults, is to take care of the next generations. We had our chance, and boy, as far as what we see the last couple of years, we blew it. Um, so let's not blow it anymore. Let's take care of what's going on. You go to earthwalk-usa.com and spread the word. Get the word out. And then make sure that you vote November 2nd. And I'm not going to be like a glam bag and say, I don't care what you vote for or who you vote for. I do. Do your homework. Do your homework. And um, I've given you two sites you can look at and say, oh, yeah, I really like that guy because he voted for all the things I believe in. Fine. If that's who you are, you go do that. Because I know that you're only one of the 30%. If you are voting for somebody who believes in all this negative, progressive, communist baloney. Um, if you go to those sites and you say, oh, yeah, I really believe in this, and you're, you know, you don't want big government, you don't want all this spending, you don't want deficits, you don't want taxation to go skyrocketing through the roof, that you want a strong economy, that you want the ability um, and the availability of, of, uh, of work that you want to do, if you want the freedom to be an entrepreneur um, or not. If you want freedom of speech, if you want freedom of choice, then I know that you're going to vote for for at least somebody who's going to try to do that. So go to those sites. <clears throat> Sorry about my voice. I can just be like Obama, I guess. Maybe he's flying into some of the places where uh, they do a lot of this spraying um, or whatever. We, we still have spraying going on here in the Gulf Coast. Don't let anybody lie to you about that. And a lot of oil underneath the sand. And uh, if you are outside at all in this area, you will have reactions. So that's where my voice is coming from. I certainly haven't been doing a lot of speeches or anything. But get to Earthwalk, spread the word. This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.